the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. He tells us in verse 5, the reason for this judgment is because the earth is defiled under its inhabitants, because the earth has been defiled by sin and rebellion. And verse 5 says, that God is judging the earth, will judge the earth, because man has transgressed the laws of God. Uh, To transgress means to knowingly cross a line. Have you ever wondered why the Lord would choose to destroy the earth that He created? In Pastor Dan's study, we learn that the earth will be destroyed because man has defiled God's creation with sin. This sin was not man trying and falling short, but a deliberate act, crossing a line of right and wrong that man understood. To sin like this means that man must suppress the truth that the Lord has placed on his heart. Are you stifling any of the Lord's truths that he has placed on your heart? And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 24, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. And here talks about how after Tyre's destroyed, it's kind of forgotten as a city for 70 years, and it's going to take 70 years for Tyre to recover and to grow again in economic strength. And he compares Tyre to a harlot out in the streets singing her songs. That's how she would attract customers in the ancient world, by singing and playing music in the streets. And he describes Tyre as a harlot, meaning uh, Tyre is willing or was willing to do business with any and every nation that would pay her. Anybody that wanted to do business with Tyre, Tyre was, was willing to do business with them. And Tyre was just in it for the money. And he's saying here that after 70 years of ruin, Tyre goes right back to their old ways. They, they haven't learned their lesson from this judgment that came down upon them. But then look at verse 18. Her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. It will not be treasured nor laid up, for her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord to eat sufficiently and for fine clothing. This seems to be looking down to the kingdom age when Jesus Christ is reigning upon the earth, ruling over the earth. And at that time, the people of Tyre will bring their riches to the Lord in Jerusalem and give their riches to Uh, the servants of the Lord, to provide for their needs so that they may eat sufficiently and be dressed in fine clothing. And so here this chapter ends, it ends with hope. Even a city like Tyre, even the people of Tyre, will turn to the Lord. 
and trust in the Lord one day. Now that brings us to chapter 24. And so we've gone through chapter 13, chapters 13 to 23, where we've had these burdens against these different nations, these nine nations. And now that brings us to chapter 24, where it describes the judgment that will come upon the entire earth. And so chapter 24 is looking down to the great tribulation period at the end of the age when God will pour out his wrath on this rebellious world. And and all of the messages of chapters 13 to 23, all of those judgments of all of those nations in those 10 chapters have prepared us to understand that the entire world will be judged one day by God. And this judgment is described in in Revelation chapter 6 to 19. Before this tribulation begins, before God starts pouring out his wrath on this rebellious, sinful world, before that happens, he's going to remove his church from the world and carry his church up to heaven to be with him because he hasn't appointed us to wrath. And so he's going to remove his church and, and the church will not experience God's judgment here on earth will be in heaven as that takes place. And so that's what he describes now, beginning in verse 1, this great judgment that will come upon all the earth. Behold, the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, makes the earth empty and makes it waste. He distorts its surface and scatters abroad its inhabitants, describing his judgment of the whole earth. In Matthew 24, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus said, speaking of the tribulation that will come upon the earth, he says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. So this is going to be the worst tribulation to ever come upon the earth. And Jesus went on to say, And unless those days were shortened, No flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. If he didn't cut the tribulation short, no one would survive it. And here in verse 1, again, he he describes the earth as being empty, made a wasteland. The the surface of the earth is going to be distorted. Uh, There's going to be earthquakes upon the earth that maybe are going to mar the surface of the earth. The people of the earth are going to be scattered abroad. Uh, He says here, now, the earth will not be, you know, literally emptied completely of all of its inhabitants. Uh, But according to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 6 and then Revelation chapter 9, listen, half of the world's population, half of the world's population will die in the great tribulation in just seven years. Half of the world's population will be killed. So we're talking about 3 billion people dying in a seven-year period. And so by the end of the tribulation, when Jesus Christ comes back, it is going to seem like the world has been emptied of its population. You know, 7 billion people on the earth and half of them are going to be wiped out. So it'll seem like the earth is emptied. Verse 2 says... And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with the master. 
As with the maid, so with her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the creditor, so with the debtor. And and the, the idea here is no one on the earth will escape the peril that will be upon the earth during the tribulation. It it will not matter who you are. It's not going to matter how rich you are or how powerful you are. Uh, No one will escape the tribulation and the wrath of God that will come upon the earth. No one will be spared. You're not going to be able to buy your way out of it. Uh, You're not going to be able to use some political connections to get yourself out of it. Everyone will go that's on the earth at that time will experience the wrath of God during the tribulation period. Verse 3 says, The land shall be entirely emptied and utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and fades away. Right? The earth fades away, but the word of the Lord stands forever. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. Verse 5 says, The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws. They've changed the ordinances and they've broken. They have broken the everlasting covenant. Verse five tells us why God is bringing this judgment upon the earth at the end of the age. He tells us in verse five, the reason for this judgment is because the earth is defiled under its inhabitants because the earth has been defiled by sin and rebellion. And verse 5 says that God is judging the earth, will judge the earth because man has transgressed the laws of God. Uh, To transgress means to knowingly cross a line. You know the line's there. You know that's the line. And you cross it. So we're not talking about something that's an accident or a mistake. We're not talking about just falling short, but we were trying to live according to God's commands, but we fell short. Transgression is a deliberate act. It's knowingly crossing a line. You know, God has set boundaries for us. God has set a line for us, a line of right and wrong. And and he's saying here, Mankind has knowingly crossed the boundaries that God has set. Mankind has transgressed God and His commands. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says that man in his wickedness has suppressed the truth of God. The man knowingly rebels against God. Man knows what he's doing. And he has to suppress the truth that he knows that God has written on his heart and on his conscience. He has to suppress that truth. And he transgresses. He crosses a line. A line that God has set. And so God will judge the world because of the transgression of man. Look at verse 5 again. It says God will judge the world because mankind has changed ordinances of God. Man has changed what God has ordained. Man has changed what God has decreed. Man has redefined right and wrong. Man has called what God calls good, man has called it evil. And what God calls evil, man has called it good. Man has changed the ordinances of God. Uh, When it comes to morality, man has changed the ordinances of God. In recent time, marriage, gender, man has just changed the ordinances of God. 
When it comes to marriage, you know, just 6,000 years of human history, man has just changed it and redefined what God has decreed, redefined gender, just redefining the ordinances of God. And, and here in Isaiah 24, it's telling us this is why God's going to judge the earth. Uh, when it comes to sin, when it comes to forgiveness of sin, when it comes to salvation, man has just redefined those things. He's redefined the ordinances of God, the things that God has decreed. And what man has done is man has essentially made a God in his own image, in his own likeness, which is idolatry. Man has made a God that, that man likes, that man approves of, God in his own image, and that's idolatry. He says, we have broken the everlasting covenant. That's why God's going to judge the earth, because man has broken the everlasting covenant, the new covenant that God made with mankind through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, the gospel, and man has, has broken it. He's rejected it. So because of this, verse 6 says, therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned. God's going to judge the earth with fire, and few men are left. The new wine fails. The vine languishes. During the tribulation period, the destruction and devastation that's going to be over the whole face of the earth is going to be so extensive that there won't be time for farming. There won't be time for harvesting the grapes. There won't be time for making wine. The, the vines are just going to languish in the field. All the merry-hearted sigh. Verse 8, the mirth of the tambourine ceases. The noise of the jubilant ends. The joy of the harp ceases. Verse 9, they shall not drink wine with a song. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. Uh, you know, Jesus talked about uh, when God's judgment comes upon the earth, he said it will be as it was in the days of Noah. That people will be eating and drinking and celebrating until the day the judgment comes. And then there'll be no more celebrating or partying or having a good time or drinking because of the judgment that will be falling upon the earth. Verse 10 says, The city of confusion is broken down and every house is shut up so that none may go in. The NIV says the ruined city lies desolate. The cities will be desolate. People will live in fear, constant fear, locking their doors. Verse 11, there is a cry for wine in the streets. All joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone. You know, imagine during the great tribulation that's going to be all over the earth. I mean, imagine mobs in the streets of the cities rioting and looting. You know, we've seen that in recent years in Baltimore on a very small scale and kind of an isolated neighborhood within the city of Baltimore. During the great tribulation, it's going to be like that in every city around the world, widespread, every part of the city, just chaos in all of the cities. And look what it says again. Uh, in verse 11, the people will be crying out in the streets for alcohol. You know, during the Great Tribulation period, they're, they're not going to be manufacturing alcohol anymore because of the devastation. There's not going to be drugs anymore. Just think about that. Think about the, the number of people just in our country that are addicted to drugs and alcohol. And during the Great Tribulation, they won't be able to get it anywhere. And the city, desolation is left. 
and the gate is stricken with destruction. The cities will be in ruin. Verse 13, when it shall be thus in the midst of the land among the people, it shall be like the shaking of an olive tree, like the gleaning of grapes when the vintage is done. The judgment of the earth will be thorough. The cities will look like olive trees and grapevines after the harvest. You know, just bare, completely barren. Now look at verse 14. They shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Therefore glorify the Lord in the dawning light, the name of the Lord God of Israel and the coastlands of the sea. From the end of the earth, we have heard songs, glory to the righteous. During the great tribulation period that takes place on the earth, that seven-year period where God pours out his wrath upon this rebellious world, many or maybe even most of the people in the world are not going to repent. They're going to shake their fist at God and they're going to curse God for sending this judgment upon the earth. But there will be a remnant, there will be a number of people who repent of their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation during the tribulation period. They're referred to as the tribulation saints. And in the book of Revelation, John describes them, and he tells us in Revelation chapter 7 that there's going to be so many of them that turn to Jesus Christ during the great tribulation period that there's going to be so many that you can't number them because the number is going to be so great. So in the midst of all of this craziness and chaos that's taking place on the earth, you're going to have some people that have found salvation in Jesus Christ, and they're singing to the Lord. They're lifting their voices to Him, and they're praising the Lord and giving glory to the righteous one, Jesus Christ. But I said, verse 16, I am ruined, ruined, woe to me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Indeed, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. You know, Isaiah is just overwhelmed with grief by what he sees taking place on the earth, this vision that he's having. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon you, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall be that he who flees from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he who comes up from the midst of the pit shall be caught in the snare. For the windows from on high are open and the foundations of the earth are shaken. In other words, he's saying the judgment of the Lord will be inescapable during the great tribulation. If you escape the pit, you're going to fall into the snare. God's judgment will catch up with everyone. That's on the earth at that time. No one will escape. Verse 19, the earth is violently broken. The earth is split open. The earth is shaken exceedingly, describing violent earthquakes upon the earth. The earth in verse 20 shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall totter like a hut. You know, the, the earth is going to reel back and forth. It's going to wobble in its orbit, quite possibly from these earthquakes that are going to come upon the earth and shake it exceedingly, Isaiah says. It's going to cause the earth to begin to wobble in its orbit, and it's going to be like a, a tottering hut or like a, a tent in a windstorm. How many of you have been camping and a storm comes up while you're camping? And begins to shake your tent. It's very, uh, it can be very scary. And it's saying the earth is going to be like that during the tribulation period. 
whole earth is going to be shaking and shuddering and flapping during the tribulation period. In verse 20, it tells us the reason for all of this. It's transgression shall be heavy upon it. The transgressions of man, again, crossing that line that we know is there, will be heavy upon the earth. And it will fall and not rise up again. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will punish on high the host of exalted ones and on the earth, the kings of the earth. Uh, It seems to make a distinction here between the host of exalted ones and the kings that are on the earth. A lot of commentators think that the host of exalted ones uh, is a reference to Satan and his, his demons. Revelation chapter 20, Satan and his demons are cast into the bottomless pit. And it might be referring to that. And then also he's going to judge the kings of the earth. They will be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and will be shut up in the prison. Again, Revelation 20, where Satan is cast into the bottomless pit. Very similar language. Uh, After many days, they will be punished. Remember, Satan will be released at the end of the millennial kingdom and then he'll be judged cast into the lake of fire. And then the moon will be disgraced and the sun ashamed. Remember when Jesus was describing his second coming, remember what he said in Mark chapter 13, uh, verse 24, but in those days after the tribulation, or at the end of this great tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heaven will be shaken, then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. So just before the Lord returns, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and just as Isaiah says here, the moon will be disgraced, the sun will be ashamed, for, here's why, the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. And before his elders, gloriously. Jesus Christ will return literally, physically to the earth at the end of the great tribulation. And he will establish his kingdom on the earth. And he will reign from the city of Jerusalem, from Mount Zion, where the temple will be located. And he will reign over all of the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. And his reign upon the earth will be glorious. He asked me how I know, and I say, Rings truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of his life and ministry, from his virgin birth to his sacrificial death to his resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you, too, and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life 
and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.